Hello everyone, this is William Grayless, and welcome back to the Omega Martial Arts Podcast. This is episode 10 of season 1, and today my guest is Quentin Bennett. Sup, y'all, it's Quack! How y'all doing? <laughs> and, uh, it is November now, which is leading very fucking close. Five months. To the event. It is, the countdown has been real, and ever since it was confirmed, it's just been... Await and um, Quentin, do you see the improvement from yourself two months ago to yourself now? Just in the past two months, just my boxing itself has made me go whoa. Yeah, and do you feel it makes you have less of a weight on your shoulder now that you know who you're fighting instead of oh my god, who's my opponent gonna be on this card? You know, no, put more weight on my shoulders. Yeah. I'd have been okay. I'd have, I'd have been knocked out quick by Zach, quick and painless ass beat. Me and Cody, we'd have gone round and round, and that would have been something that nobody would have known who would come out on top. But yeah. I'd have known it was Cody. Everybody knows Cody is fucking badass. Yeah. Nate, you put me through a car crusher, and I got to come out alive. Yeah. You know? And I think this is a very, very, very interesting match, and it it's why I put it at the main event is because it's it's huge. It's... Personally, in my eyes, one of the best we have in the company. For <clears throat> wrestling-wise, that's the kind of wrestling you need. And four years' experience of that and two years' experience of boxing and MMA, um, something Ric Flair said once, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Yep. And I think this is a prime example of this to prove naysayers wrong, to go into a fight I've asked every single fighter pretty much on the podcast who we see on it, and everybody has been saying Nate. And do you think being the underdog in this situation is making you just want to prove them wrong, or is it putting you like, is it getting in your head at all, or is it just motivating you even more? It's actually doing neither for me. I'm not really feeling motivated by the hate, or mm -hmm. not by the hate, by the, uh, by the uh, doubt. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Doubt don't motivate me because I know that if I need to do it, I will do it. Yeah, and relying on yourself is going to be important because I think it is important to keep social and what everybody else is saying. But all in all, it's you in the cage. It only matters what what happens up here. Yeah, it really does. And in there, mm -hmm. in that cage, I think the audience being a factor, especially. With the first event, it's going to be the set three fights. It's a show opening, event opening. It's showing who we are. It is very exciting. It is a lot. Like, I haven't talked too much about the June card too much on here, but I am guaranteeing that there is going to be some fucking bangers on that card as well. Nothing is set in stone, and honestly, I don't think anything should be set in stone until at least 2021. Yeah, we shouldn't set anything in stone. I mean, think about it. We we put six months in advance for the April fight. Yeah. We still got five months left for that. Mm -hmm. So we need... A, I'll, I think I'm going to surprise at the event. To give you guys a little bit more to be excited. I might reveal what the main event is the next card is. During the event. Not before the event, but during the event. So you, if you want to know what's next for OMA, you got to be watching the event one way or another. But... I think it's huge. I think there's hella fights that we can make happen. I think there's hella people that could come into the event. And just the idea of 
more people coming into the company gives me goosebumps of thinking, oh my God, who are we going to have come into this? But All the new fighters, all yeah. the new skills, the it, new mindsets. It's huge. The matchups for me to set is making me so excited because I'm like, okay, if I got this person under contract and then I get this person under contract, who am I going to put them up against? Like, I got to study everything and get it all matched up. And I think it was an easy matchup in my eyes to set you against Nate. I think it's just a perfect fucking matchup. It's the pure example. On sheet, it sounds like the striker versus the wrestler. But it could be much more than that. Do you see this fight being more of a stand and bang war? Or do you think it's going to just, the inevitable is going to happen and it's just going to be a ground fight? I feel like this fight's going to go from stand up to ground. To stand up to ground, and I feel like that bell's gonna save my ass at least once. Yeah. Like, I think if you can keep your kickboxing there, uh, I think it could be very crucial. If you can keep high kickboxing during the fight, it will. Yeah. It's gonna help you. It's gonna help you a lot having a high level kickboxing. Do you think, leading into the fight, um, that with the 0 and 0 record, that it's giving you more stake during this like you could be zero wins one loss and no fighter wants to start off that way no it's like what i was telling nate when we started this i said i can't wait to see who you're up against first because i hope to god you come out on top mm -hmm. and now i have to make sure that he doesn't yeah it's it's a huge story and i love this fight it's so easy to promote because Nate said this before. You guys have always been competitive together. Like, whoever can do the most push-ups or who can drink the most beer or who can do this <laughs> or who can do that. But now it's huge. Do you think with Nathan, if you win or lose this fight, are you ever going to want to run it back with him? Or do you think after this fight, do you have another person in mind? Or do you just want to focus on your fight now? I've not really thought about future fights with anybody else. And about running the fight again in the future if we get more skills and we want to run with each other again mm -hmm. we'll run with each other again just because we love each other yeah it could be a very fun fight to see and i think it could be an amazing trilogy as well to see but like when you think of mma you think of some of the amazing trilogies like one mcgregor diaz it never got the trilogy but mcgregor won the second one, Diaz won the first one, and everybody's always waiting for that last one because you know that's going to bring more people because you're like, okay, they got to break the tiebreaker now. You know yeah. what I mean? Best two out of three. And that's what's huge, and I love those stories. But promoting this, there's no doubt in my mind I would want to run this back, whatever happens, because it's the first headline for an OMA card. I already know, even if it's like OMA 10, we're bringing it old school and we're going back to our first card. You know what I mean? And that's why I think it's so important to have just these three fights leading into it. Just so we're showing more of the amateur fighters before we bring in some more, you know? And I'm not saying that you guys are underskilled because this is fucking, this is not easy. Even getting out there and doing it is not easy. But No, it is, as a lot of people put it, physical abuse. But everyone in OMA loves the abuse. Yeah, and... They know what they're doing signing into this, and I'm excited for a lot of fighters who are coming here, and I'm excited to book venues, too. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm really excited. I'm so excited to bring this around the world. I'm By 2022, I promise you, we're going to be in Indy. 
we're at least going to have an indie card because I've looked into booking venues. And if we can get the warehouse first, then we take it global and we can go on an OMA world tour. And I think that is just going to be a huge set. I know it's a traveling lifestyle, but it's amazing. I could see that happening by at least 24, 25. Yeah, easily. And I know this is a long journey and it's early to talk about all this, but why I wanted young fighters is because you guys have plenty more years to go on a long journey for this. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Mike Tyson's about to go back in a fight. He is 50 years old, guys. 50 going in there. And his opponent is 50 years old, guys. Yeah. And for people like that to still be going out there, I know a lot of people quit in their 30s, but it's not because rust or things like that. It's because, okay, I retire now. I don't have to take more damage. I can start my family now. You know, I have. they have the financial secure. They have it set. Mm-hmm. And they every get what fight, they need. They every got. time one of their fight airs, they get paid for it. Yeah, and once they get a saving, their kids are going to college and they got a life. But I know it's early to say this, and it's really early, but what do you think is going to be your highest goal? Because there obviously is going to be a championship for the, every single division. And I think especially why I'm so excited for our first events is a Hall of Fame is going to be a real thing. We are going to have a Hall of Fame not for another decade at least, but to be one of the OMA originals. I think everybody should be privileged to be a part of this because I'm damn sure privileged to be going through this with this journey with you guys. You know, Even as a promoter and CEO and the owner of this company, I have seen so much improvement through every damn fighter. And I think it's amazing to go through the journey day by day, you know? But I think... It's going to be an amazing journey, but what do you want to achieve more than anything in OMA? Is it going to be the title, the respect, or just going out there and making a name? Honestly, I think what I want to achieve with OMA is making it a family. Yeah. I just want to see people come together. Yeah, and if everybody gets rung together through this, it's it's amazing. It's really amazing. A lot of people here come together through fighting. That don't make sense. Well, if you... I've already fought people. You already know who's going to kick whose ass. You know, what's the point in escalating it to fighting if you're going to see each other in the ring eventually anyways? Yeah. So at that point, everybody just talks. Then there's no big beef, no big no big problems. Nothing stands in the way because y'all know you're not scared to take a hit. Y'all know you're yeah. not scared to throw a hit. So if you're talking and it heats up to that point, well, then you guys are fighting in the locker room or something. But yeah. you'll get over it. I mean, you guys work in the same place. Eventually, everybody's going to have a bond. Yeah. No matter how small it is. Yeah. Like, we all have something in common. Even with the fans, we have something in common. And it's the love of the fighting. It's the love of the sport. Mm-hmm. And that's why I find the fans are going to be such a huge factor into this fight. Even if not every one of the fans are at the event and not everybody's there. But if you're watching on a live or watching through anything, you're supporting our dream. And if it's giving you, the fans, something to look forward to, or you have fun watching us do this, then it's a job well done for us. Because we're giving you entertainment while we're living the dream. We are doing what we love. And people love watching what we do when we are having fun. It's like if 
you work at like a theme park and you love going to work every single day. And people come and they love being there. It's a win-win. Everybody's happy. This is my dream, not my job. Yeah. And if you are doing your dream, if you are doing your dream and it's making other people happy, then damn, that's just a journey. That's that's amazing, man. It's not working when you're having fun. Yeah. And do you think the fan base is going to give you more motivation even after the first event, do you think it's going to give you more motivation or a weight on your shoulders? Like, once you establish a name for yourself, them chanting your name, them doing that, do you think it's like, shit, if I get knocked out, I'm letting them down? Or do you think it's like, I got to feed off of that? Or do you just got to silence it immediately? You got to silence it in the moment. Yeah. When you're in that ring, you can't be paying attention to quack, quack, yeah. quack, or nay, nay, nay. If we're paying attention to that, that's going to take some of our focus yeah off of the fight mm -hmm. whereas i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna love having people who are like i want to see this dude kick some ass yeah but i'm also gonna love the fact that i'm gonna have people be like i want to see this dude get his ass kicked yeah and i think that the press is gonna be what's amazing and i have this set um i think it's gonna be the first weekend of april we're gonna have a weigh-ins we're gonna have you be a front of your opponent we're gonna weigh you in and we're going to get pictures of you face off. And I'm going to have people here. And you're going to get some questions. And that's where stars are born. Like, fighters like Conor McGregor, they thrive off of that shit for trash talk or to get a name out there. Because you got to be open to be public with yourself. Like, fighters who really don't talk, they don't go too far. you got to be comfortable with the media and not overwhelmed by it. But I think... During the fight, it's not about the media right now. It's about – it's a sport. It's not to be fucking around in there. But after – hell, the after parties at this place, you know, like it's celebrating there, you know. But um, you always got to work hard and play harder. Yeah. Like if you – you deserve the after party after. Win or fucking lose. If you go and train for six goddamn months, go out there and put your heart in the fucking ring – I better be walking into that after party with both of my eyes swollen, Nate. Yeah. Swear to God. And that's what we're thinking, man. I think it, it's huge. And I think something that made me really excited recently, though, is the signing with Alexander Koontz. I think it's an amazing fight for him versus David Allen Washburn. That is going to be very interesting. Alex is very cocky when it comes to seeing David's tapes. Yeah. And I feel David is probably just as cocky when he sees Alex's tape. And I know David hasn't signed the contract yet, but Alex has. Alex is waiting. He's eager. I love it. But what makes this so interesting is David's not an easy one to knock out. When you can get slammed on your head by Nate and then ground and pounded, and the only thing you're saying is, you fucking bastard, instead of anything else, that just shows... You're a bad motherfucker, man. Just shows you're going to get up and retaliate. Yeah. And his style is so interesting. The kickboxing is interesting. The ground game is interesting. Everything about this fight is interesting. One thing I notice about David is he should probably keep his hands up a little more. Yeah. And w with the boxing, I, had to, I haven't seen much boxing from him, but yeah. I want to. I want to see what he has with the boxing because I know Alex is very experienced with boxing. Mm -hmm. And... Whereas a lot of people believe Alex is mainly street fighter, 
the past six, seven months has been nothing but Alex training. I have watched this dude put his body through hell. I have beat his midsection to death, and he has beat mine to death. It's improvement. It's, once again, fighter growth through everybody. And um, I don't know. Like, for everybody, they have their own outside life, and they have their own past, and they have everything. But at the end of the day, we're all fighters. We're doing something, you know? Yeah. And I was sitting here downstairs in the gym um, on my desk, and I was looking through tape. I have the main event set. It's you and Nate. I have my first fight set. It's Thunder and Damien. What the hell am I going to do in the middle? I could put Cody out there, which I know is going to be a barn burner. But do I do that this early? And who do I put him against? Because David versus Cody is not a good matchup in my eyes. It's a hell of a size difference, and it's a hell of a weight difference. It's not the fight to make. And I thought, I want David on this card. He's such a fucking amazing style, and the height, it's intriguing. It's Not to mention the heart with the Yeah, head. it's amazing, and it's what you want to see. And with legs that long, you know head kicks are coming at ease. His question mark kicks are fucking amazing. It's amazing. And I was like, who's going to give him a challenge? Who could? And I'm scrolling through old tapes, and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I know who's going to give it. And all it took was one phone call, and I heard, I'm in. He showed up, and he signed the contract that day. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. I remember that day he got the call. That boy looked at me, and his eyes lit up. Yeah. We just got done talking about how unsure we were if he was ever actually going to be able to come back to LMA. Yeah. It's, it was a hell of a decision to make, but it was the right decision to make, and I know he's not going to let me down in this fight. I know both of those guys are going to go out there and they're going to put their fucking heart and soul in the ring. I cannot wait to see it. It's going to be the greatest pre-fight show ever. Yeah, I'm amazed Thunder by this and card. Damien. They're going to set the fucking stone. And I thought, who the fuck can follow that up? And that's that's going to be my middleweights. That's going to be Alex and that's going to be David Washburn. I think that's the fight to make. And then you guys headlining it, that's the fight to make for the third. What comes in the second, we don't know yet. That's what makes it the mystery. What happens behind the scenes, I know I said as soon as I know, the fans know, but... You're going to know by next podcast. You're going to know by next podcast what's going to happen. And we may know a week in advance. Yeah. Depends on how long Mr. Man here takes to do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I go a minute without it, but it's a special occasion. It's our 10th episode. But um, I want to talk to some people. I want to get involved, but I am saying this now and publicly. I'm not going to reveal the main event of OMA 2 until our first event just so it gives a thrill a surprise that's going to be the most exciting reveal ever for me he's probably not even going to tell me Mm -mm. but i i have some ideas but hell there might be people i don't even know who are going to be in this main event that's what makes this so interesting and i'm all about bringing new fighters but i was just very hesitant with the first event because that's my baby that i want this to be and this one literally is a baby. Yeah, this is our setup. This is huge. Like, look at UFC 1 and look at UFC 250 now. It, look at the fucking evolution. Look at Bellator 1. It was just a tournament. And then look at it now. We got to start somewhere. And we can't just start in a superdome or something like that. It's not right. If it's starting in a fucking backyard, you're going to be like, damn, Look, they're in a fucking venue in Indianapolis now. How the fuck did they get there from a backyard? It's an amazing story to tell. 
and I don't want to have this. It's a storybook to me. I love it, and I don't want to skip chapters. I think the greatest part of it is for the first event, you're making it completely free. Mm-hmm. And anybody's going to want to watch a free fight. Yeah. Everybody does on YouTube all the time. We'll go yeah. and see what fights were free on YouTube. Yeah. And every time those fights are played, those names get out there more. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Shout out to Fight TV. You guys are fucking amazing. You broadcast some amazing fucking fights. And it isn't set in stone yet, but I'm thinking that's where we're going to be broadcast for our first event. And if it is, it would be an honor to be on the same service where Mike Tyson is going to be streaming, where all of my favorite MMA events are streaming, and all that. If we're even on the same streaming service that they're on, that's an honor to me. It's going to be... How do I put this? Mind-blowing to me. Yeah, and even if it's a backyard fucking fight and just this, I'm going to say this right now. If it does happen, we are going to have banners for fight around here just to promote you guys because... Fuck, you guys don't even know what you're doing just promoting for us. Because even recommended for you, Omega Martial Arts, Fight Stories 1. If that shows up on somebody's page on Fight, it's expanding our audience. And it's reaching out to the MMA community, which is huge. It's really fucking big. And we're global already with a 1,000 people. I was shocked to see that 400 of our audience is in fucking... Uh, Japan, where fucking MMA is huge. Wow. Which, I said this at an early podcast, I don't care what the color of your skin is, I don't care what your flag is, I don't care about any of that, I don't care what language you speak, we all have it in common and we love martial arts, so we should stand together for this. And I know it's just a fight company, but if we can bring all these people together around, even just to watch, we're supporting not America, not Australia, not Brazil, not Africa, not this. We're supporting the worldwide because we're all human. We all. It doesn't need to be just about controlling land. We need to care about one thing, and that's Mother Earth. And if fucking people who are fighting in a spare bedroom to come up to venues can put this message out there and make it public, and it reaches to one person who needs to hear it. Then my job's done. Mm -hmm. Then I did what I had to do. Exactly. It's a bigger picture than just putting on gloves and fighting. It's about coming together. It really is. I mean, we've had some heavy ups and downs in OMA that a lot of people won't know about for a long time. Yeah, and it will be revealed eventually, but it's not the time now. No, it is not. But the ups and downs we have been through have shown that bonds between two people... A single, a singular pair of people can be so deep that literally nothing can break it. Mm -hmm. You just have to work for that bond. And I'm announcing this right now, and I'm really excited. It, I'm getting an, the OMA logo tattooed on my back probably soon. Hell yeah. Which, it's just the Omega symbol, but I'm planning on getting on my back right up here. Just to show that this is more than just an idea to me. This this is my life. And that's why I take it so offensively when somebody tries to change it. Because that's what we got to watch out for. Yeah, this is huge. And I, once it gets trademarked for us, and I make sure to repeat this, that I am the CEO and the fighters know this. Because 
it has the date set on these. And if somebody says, oh, I made OMA there, you don't have proof. We do. We have all the accounts, mm -hmm. all the home videos. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're the ones in the videos. Yeah. <laughs> if you try and claim OMA, well, we'll just use what we do in the videos against you. Yeah. No, not really. We'll just take you to court and use all our evidence against you. But <laughs> Yeah. I think my main thing, leading into this first event, I want it to be painting a picture. And I don't want it to be a scribble. I want it to be a Picasso painting. I want it to be beautiful. I want it to be more. And I know this is... this. The average martial arts booker, you hear rowdiness. You hear, oh, you want to see people fight. You want to see people that. That's not what I'm bringing here. Do you want to see blood? Do yeah. you want to see pain? Yeah. Like, two men enter, one man leaves. No. I'm saying this. You, These motherfuckers are playing checkers. We're playing chess. Because this is a technical thing. I don't want booing when two people are on the ground grappling and say, oh, that's hugging. That's They're kissing. They're doing this. Get your ass in there and see. Get up. You try, You try to fucking get up when they have you on the ground like that. It is so technical, and people don't even realize. That's what makes this more than just a street fighting company. I know we're in a backyard. I know we don't have the budget right now, but it all has to start somewhere. We're working on it. And I just yeah. find it funny. I was 14 years old, and this little 10, 11-year-old boy looks at me and says, Hey, you like wrestling? I've played some of the games. Come wrestle with me, Connor, one of our buddies. Yeah. He's not in Ome. He, well, yeah. He didn't want to make the cut. <laughs> yeah. But I had no clue what really about fighting, period. And within the next five years, here I am, a pretty well rounded fighter for being, for being an amateur. Yeah. I say I'm pretty close to taking a step out of amateur, but not to professional. Yeah. In between intermediate yeah i'm pretty close i just don't know i'm working on figuring out what step i need to take to make it there mm -hmm. and then i'm going to take the step when i figure it out but until then it's going to be nothing but figuring it out and i think i know what the step is i we're not going to say it publicly no you guys can't you guys can't find out you just have to watch it unfold and that's what makes this amazing and eventually i think a documentary is going to happen i want to make that so bad just to show everything even if it's years in making, it's showing how we started and how everything unfolded. It's, it's probably the most heartful episode of the podcast we've had just because everybody else is just calling each other out or hyping and stories or just things like that. But I'm just saying it like this straight. OMA is my fucking life. I put in so much fucking effort, and some people don't even know. He started this at 10 years old as a little wrestling company. Yeah. With a little little homemade square mm -hmm. in his bedroom. Yep. Not the bedroom you all see in the videos. A much smaller bedroom Very. with toys all over the ground, and there was only three people, and one of them you don't even see yeah. in Ome now because he has his own life and he grew up. Yeah. And some people just don't have the same dream. Yeah. But me and Will, we had the same dream. We just wanted to make something. I remember one night me and Quentin were around the fire, and uh, we were talking about this whole idea, and we all were about it. I used to have a clubhouse, and we all signed our names on it, and we put Omega over it. 
we signed our names there and it was set in stone since and that was years ago now it's crazy and just to see a fucking makeshift ring it to other people it might look dirt cheap but what i see there is effort because when you don't have something you work your ass off and you get it and if you don't have the budget yet you're damn sure we're gonna have it someday you're gonna work with what you got until you get what you need Mm-hmm. And it, 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 if fucking other people can achieve it, goddamn it, we can. Damn and, right. You can do anything you put your mind to. And this is huge. Even if we don't go huge, huge, this is still huge. A hundred people at the event is fucking huge to me. A thousand likes on fucking Facebook is ungodly. That is, that is unimaginable. I never thought no. that... Just be. I never thought that before our first event we'd have. A yeah, before lives. our first event, this is huge to me because this was a fucking dream, a dream, and we're watching it slowly become a reality through our hard work and dedication. And it it what this shows to me, hard work pays off. Oh. I promise you guys, it pays off because some of the work I don't want to do. I don't. It's annoying. It's a pain in the ass, but. After the day, and I see those likes going up after, it makes it all worthwhile. And even with the fighters and how they have to train and how they have to do anything, it's just, it's a lead up to what everything to come is. And I think, I do need other employees and things like that. I don't mind that, but I don't want somebody to take my own role. I think that's... A main thing I had to make clear to a lot of people is I'm going to matchmake. I'm I'm setting the fights, and I want to be the one who signs people. I don't want people signing random Joes off the street because if we do, we got some kid named Billy Joe Bob who fucking is a drug dealer, you know? <laughs> we can't have just random Billy pe- Joe Bob trying to drug deal in the middle of the octagon in yeah. the middle of his fight. Hey, quit trying to make a 20 sack in the middle of your goddamn fight and punch him in the jaw. Yeah. Sell me the 20 sack when we done. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, I think we got to keep it mature. We got to keep it there. But if I, I just, it's not that I don't trust my other people. I just, I'd be more comfortable doing it myself. And um, it's called a pick and choose. And the CEO has to pick and choose who he wants to represent him in yeah. his company. It's huge marketing. It really is. It's, um. It's a hassle, but leading into the event, I think um, there is a lot of fights that I'm excited to see eventually, and um, there's a lot of people I'm looking forward to seeing in the company, but um, I think for the first card, it's definitely going to be a show setter. It's with Thunder Carol and Damien opening... I don't think there was another fight to make for the first fight. I just think that's that's a mood setter. It's huge. I mean, looking back on it, you're seeing our two people who struggled the most to come out with a win. Yeah. And that's being nice to myself because I struggled a lot back then too. But I feel like those two struggled a lot mm-hmm. between all of us all together. Yeah. I feel like me and Nate struggled with each other the most. Yeah. And Damien and Thunder struggled with each other the most. It was. They went back and forth in training sessions. That's what makes this huge. And not a lot of those are public, but just know both of them have the power to finish each other. 
but they've never fought each other this well-rounded. And we've never went for a finish either. Mm -mm. Ever. None of us have ever had the heart to finish each other because it wasn't the actual fight. Yeah, it's not. And it's going to be different in that octagon 100%. Yeah, like when bows and elbows and all that shit are coming and no headgear and we can't be mid-stop, hey, you okay? It's real. It's really fucking real. It's... I think that's what's going to mess with a lot of us being close friends. But I feel like I'll be able to push through that boundary the same as Nate will because Nate's not had to do it before. Yeah. Nate, I know, can push that boundary. That is why he was always my preferred training partner because he would always be able to put me through it. Yeah. Damien and Thunder, when we always trained, we always like... (sighs) Yeah. And we can't... I understand doing that. You know, every now and again, if if you fall and you land on your arm and you hear a pop, you go, <gasps> yeah, in the middle of training or in the middle of a fight. If you hear somebody's arms pop, yeah, you got to, like, make sure the arm's not broken, see if the fight's able to continue. But, I mean, we would hit each other in the face and be like, <gasps> yeah, because we were just body boxing back then. And I think I've never made this public, and I'm sorry if people didn't want this public, but I would train with the guys back then. And um, I train with them now, but I don't spar. Just because I, I got other shit, you know? Like, I <laughs> I want to have a family. I want to have kids, and I don't want no fucking brain damage. But I have a passion for the fucking sport, and I want to keep it going. And if I can help my behind the scenes, that's what I've always wanted, you know? But when I did, there was the last time I ever fought, it was um versus Damien. And... Damien went for a double leg on me and I went upwards with an elbow and I heard him drop and I was like oh shit and I see blood everywhere yeah and Damien said was that your tooth and I said no buddy and I walked out out of the room I was it fucked with me because I I put a hole in his head I six to twelve elbowed him and it gashed his head open and we had to go to the hospital at 3 a.m. in the morning to get staples in his head and that was the first real injury we had. I think that's the biggest injury we've had since. I remember the same night is when Nate slammed me on my fucking knee and I yeah. couldn't walk straight for a week without a cane. Yeah. <laughs> Fucker. But what makes it so interesting with you and Nate, like you were saying, you guys have only wrestled. And that was fun. Only fu- ever wrestled. And that's fucking around wrestling because each footage I have of you guys, you guys are just having fun. Oh, yeah, always just having fun. But Even in the fight, you're going to see we're just having fun with each other. Yeah. But we're going in for the finish with the punt. Yeah, because it ain't no joke when you're thinking about, okay, if I'm 1-0, I have a little bit of a, shul- a chip off my shoulder. I can keep the win streak going, or I'm 1-1, one one, which, hey, i got to win. But you got a big chip on your shoulder if you're 0-1. You lose your next fight, you're down 0-2. And how hard that's going to be to come back? You got to win two in a row to even catch up to how many you've lost. So I'm not worried about going one zero uh, and one. Yeah, I'm not worried about going zero and one. It's going zero and two, zero and two that I am worried about. Yeah, because I want to have an okay record. I want to have at least an average record. Yeah, like I don't want to have no zero and twenty six. No, I don't even have a negative fight record as it is. Yeah, and that's, everybody's zero and zero, which makes us huge. I'm talking about the street fight record. Yeah. You know, no offense, I don't street fight no more. Not allowed to. It's against the contract. Yeah. You know, 
I can't be doing that no matter how bad I want to. Yeah. <laughs> but no fights that aren't for OMA because I'm under contract with OMA. Yeah. So my street fighting record is no longer even relevant to anything. Yeah. But it wasn't negative. It was average. Yeah. It wasn't the bombest fight. I was not no bomb-ass fucking unstoppable street fighter, but I could hold my own. Yeah. I think it's very important, especially for an average fighter, you look at a 60-40. A 60% to a 40%. Yeah, D average. Yeah. And, but how some fighters go undefeated is beyond me. Habib, Habib Nurmagomedov just retired 29 wins, zero losses. Holy shit. I can't even picture that. No, what holy shit's me about that is the fact that his last fight was right after his father died, and he wasn't even a good, in a good mindset to be fighting. He still came out on top and stopped himself from hurting him too bad. Mm-hmm. And what may, amazes me, he was going for the arm bar when he had the top mount, but he remembered his family was there, so he switched to the choke. Because he remembered Justin said in the press he would not tap to an arm bar. He'd let him break his arm. That's the definition of a fighter. Because you are looking out for your other... You don't want to break his arm. No. But if it has to happen, it has to happen. But do you think, especially... Uh, I They're inevitable to happen occasionally. Maybe not for every fighter, but rivalries happen. And... I already know a rivalry within OMA. Yeah. There is a unsettling rivalry nobody knows about. And it, I'm going to not keep that public. And if after a post-fight interview, words are spoken, then I'm interested. I'm going to leak a little something. I'm not going to leak no names or nothing. But just know that there's going to be some call-outs happening on the first event. Yeah, there's no doubt. And... How soon I'm interested in making that fight? I don't know. Because I still got to think of a main event for the next. Yeah. And I have some options. There's, there's options. And, I love all the options. And Imagine Zach and Cody. Yeah. These are interesting. They're all interesting. And especially even with the people I don't know, it's even more interesting because it's like a present. You haven't opened it yet. You don't know what it's capable of. Exactly. You know? And I mean, these are two guns none of us have fired at all whatsoever. And then we, we have, see. We have just cleaned them off a little bit and degreased them. Mm-hmm. And, and if we it. see what they're capable of, oh, man. It, um, I'm guaranteeing that there is going to be some new names in OMA soon. Very soon. And um, I'm going to keep the recruiting job to everybody else mostly because recruiting isn't really my thing. It's, you just have to meet all the fighters. I all I ask if you are going to recruit an OMA is I have to meet the person. And you have to accept it. Yeah. And it might not and be the first time. Fighters do. Yeah. And it might not be the first day I meet you that I put you in. It damn sure probably isn't. But fuck, it's it's still a journey though. It's it's like a think of a, a march, a protest almost. If one person starts marching. Let's say that's the crew. Me, you, Damien, Thunder, and Alexander, and Nate are all marching. Because that's who it started as. Then comes Washburn. Then comes Cody. Then comes Zach. Then comes more and more and more. And next thing you know, it's an army. It's a revolution. Which makes it huge. <laughs> because... 
I think it's more of an evolution. It really is an evolution. I'm very, very, very excited to see new fighters, new faces, new styles, new submissions, new strikes, new signature hits, which I don't talk about this a lot, but signature hits are something that always intrigued me. When you think of Dan Henderson, you think of that H-bomb, which is a huge overhand. When you think of Habib, you think of the signature takedowns. When you, when you th think of Habib, the first thing I think of with Habib is the leg cross. Yeah. Because he always has his legs tucked so he can hold you. And nobody was able to stop it. Nobody. And now that he's retired, nobody will ever stop it. It's done. He already said he ain't coming back. No. But 29-0, and 0, you have nothing else to prove. No, you don't. You're, out, you're an unstoppable motherfucker. You get it, Habib. Yeah. Stop taking us out one by one. Yeah. Do you think, especially for yourself, um, if you go undefeated... Do you think that zero, that goose egg, is a chip on your shoulder? Because, okay, especially if the wins start tallying up. Now, if I lose, that goose egg goes away. Or do you think it's just, it is how it is, like you were saying earlier, just you got to keep the decent record. Or do you, it's easier to establish your name somehow. And I know this is fucked up to say, but people want to see knockouts. People want to see amazing submissions. They want to see slams. They want to see undefeated fighters. They want to see the best. OMA does not have a face of the company, and we are looking for one. And going undefeated is a damn good way to set it. Oh, yeah. Do you think with the height, if you were the GOAT of OMA, do you think losing is going to be a huge factor to you? Because you know everybody's trying to take that crown away from you. They're trying to feed off your popularity by beating you. In order to be the GOAT of OMA... I'd have to be the one with the most heart, most skill, most strategy. I'm not there yet. Yeah. I could be there by the 10. Yeah. And then keep myself prepared to always be there. Yeah. And I think if you set off. But with... I feel like having that undefeated record mm -hmm. would put a target on my back and that's what I don't want. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having an undefeated record. Nobody yeah. would mind being undefeated. You know, yeah. you're not getting your ass kicked at all. Yeah. But I'm signing up because I know I'm a. Uh, there's a chance I'm getting my ass kicked. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I know I'm getting my ass kicked because I know the chance I'm coming out on top too. Yeah. Because I've done it before. Mm -hmm. And I think a damn good way to establish your name is coming off with a win on your first ever fight, oh, especially against somebody. And no offense to anybody else in OMA, I'm not calling you this, I swear to God. But it's not against some other bum. It's against a four-year wrestler, year in MMA, year in boxing, and a person who knows how it feels to have those heights. He's been in those high school wrestlings. He knows what it feels like. And if you can come on top against all odds as the ultimate underdog in this situation, shit, that's a way to start your career. And win the first ever mo the first ever main event in OMA history. You come across the win, that's already a hell of a resume, and that's just one fight in. See, the main reason I can't let myself lose this fight with Nate is the same reason Nate can't let himself lose. Mm -hmm. Because as I told you all earlier, I was always telling Nate how I never wanted him to get get his first lost before his first win mm -hmm. we always told each other we had to come out with our first win yeah 
and this is huge. You both want it, and I know it's early in your career. I don't career. want to disappoint yeah. Nate. Yeah. I definitely don't want to disappoint Nate. Yeah. But I don't want him to disappoint me either. And that's the main thing. It's You're both trying to prove each other. It's huge. It's a fucking huge event. It's amazing. I know it's only three fights, but this is still amazing. This is a huge-ass event. I cannot describe to you guys how excited I am for this fucking event. But also leading into the event, we know there is more to come. That's That gets me even more excited. To know that this is just the beginning of the journey. And um, it's it's huge. Uh, especially the idea that after this event, there's going to be more and more and more and more. How soon do you plan on getting back out there? Like, if the next card is a June card, that's not a long training camp. And a lot of people are like, I want to be on the second card after. That's I not... don't want to be on the second card right away. I won't be fully prepared. What I'm planning is every every other month is when the events are going to be. So June, August would be the next, and so on and so on. But I could do an August fight. Yeah. I would definitely have to spray, space out one event apiece. Yeah. There is no way, and maybe later on in my career I could yeah, go back to back. Just back to back to back. That's Maybe later on <clears throat> in the career. But I doubt I could do it this early on because I still have a problem with stamina. Yeah. A problem with um, pace. Yeah. I've done very good here lately at keeping my pace. Mm -hmm. You noticed that in our training earlier. Yeah. I was keeping the pace, keeping up. That's still small improvement compared to what I need to be at. Yeah. If you all don't know, my opponent, Nate, he can run, what was it, 10 laps? 10 laps. 10 laps around uh, the park, mm -hmm. Spencer Ballpark, over here in Terre Haute. And that place, that's probably, what, about a mile around? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's 10 miles. He did it without stopping. Yeah. He's, it's scary. It's really scary. And I can make about three of them. Yeah. At the most. I think, <clears throat> um, pardon me, but it's. The matchup to make, in my eyes, I know I've repeated this over and over, but it's it's huge. It's what I want to see. And um, the ground game of McCormick is obviously powerful. We know that. We have seen the highlights. Nate is our Habib. Yeah. We've seen the highlights of his slams, which are vicious. Our most viewed videos are his. Our most viewed... I looked at the highlight reel, and our most viewed time was at 23 seconds, which is the slam by Nate on David. So he is getting the views. His slams... His slams are pretty. Yeah, and you think of it like this, and I know this sounds stupid, but think of like Conor McGregor. He goes in there with somebody, and he knows he's going to knock him out. He, he says, I'm going to make you famous. He knocks you out. Now that clip is viral. Is the idea of getting slammed on your head and that going viral or getting knocked out and then you're just known as the guy who got slammed on your mind at all? Or even maybe in his mind too. Like if you go in there and you spin kick him in the fucking head and now you're the spin kick guy or, <laughs> or just... I think that if Nate comes in there and folds my neck on the ground, I'm going to make a meme out of my face. Yeah. I'm going to find a clip. Of that slam that's showing my face 
fold it into the ground, and I'm gonna put right above it. That's when he realized he fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta play with yourself. <laughs> Not like that. You dumbass. You gotta. You, you gotta. You gotta play with yourself. Huh? You gotta play with yourself, man. <laughs> but you gotta be able to poke fun at yourself, just so shit isn't so serious. But I think with Nate being your opponent, it's it's huge. We know that wrestling game is there. We know it's there. And the main question everybody wants to know is, are you gonna be able to get up? I'm gonna be able to get up. I have no doubt in my mind that currently, at the training level I have, that I would be able to get up again. I cannot wait to see April 10th. I really cannot. And I know that crowd is going to go electric whether he slams you or whether you stuff a takedown. Or if I slam him. Or you even slam him. If you went out there and reversed the whole shit, like everybody's expecting, what everybody's predicted is he's going to just pick you up, slam you, hold you down, finish you. If you go out there and do that to him, Oh my god. That's a hell of a way to... It's beating somebody at their own game. It'd be like if Michael Jordan went to fucking football and won the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. I just beat you at your own game. I'm better than you. You know what I'm saying? Fucking LeBron James going and winning the Super Bowl. Right? Just something like that. It's just crazy. Wait, you didn't say LeBron James won in the Super Bowl? I'm fucking tired as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I said Jordan, but the more I'm thinking of it, Jordan did go into baseball and he sucked ass. So that's not really a good example. Fucking Jordan. Right. Um, I think the limit on this podcast is an hour. I'm just going to get a few more things in here to put it. But um, I think – can I get a prediction? And if you don't want to do it, then that's fine. I'm going to pre- want prediction for every fight. I've asked everybody this so far. Um <laughs> How do you see the Thunder Damien fight, honestly? That's a hard one. Um, we'll go for round what you think it gets stopped, how it gets stopped, and who's the winner. Halfway through the second round, I feel like I feel like Damien's gonna hit a good jaw and Thunder hit a good hook to Thunder's jaw mm-hmm. and put him down. Yeah. I think it's going to be a knockout. All right. I don't feel like it's going to – I don't feel like it's going to be – Domination? No. I feel like it's going to be a defense knockout because Thunder kicking his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. All right. So who you got as the winner? Damien knockout. Damien knockout? Second and a half for defense knockout. Fucking trying to get away from Thunder's hands and getting him with a jaw on him. Yeah. All right. Um, How do you see the – Washburn Coons fight. The predicted Wash Washburn's Coon fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like David's not really gonna mess around when he steps in that ring. I feel like he's just gonna throw a, a kick at Alex's head right away from the stop and just yeah. stop it right there. Because yeah. we all know one head kick can put anybody down right away if you anybody. And I just feel like that's what David's gonna do. You think David's got it? Damn, I'd love for. I'd love to see a knockout in that fight, and honestly, I think that's – I am i can't be biased because if I ref, I can't be biased, or if I'm a manager, I can't be biased, but I know it's going to steal the show. I know it's going to be an amazing fight, and I know both guys have the mindset, I want you to knock me out. I want to knock you out, you know? So 
all I can say for that fight, don't blink. <laughs> yeah. And anything could happen for both fights. It's like it's like I said with the Thunder and Damian fight. Mm-hmm. I said it's gonna be a defensive knockout. Yeah, it's a barn burner. It's definitely gonna be swinging. You don't want to miss a thing. If you Mm-mm. blink, you could miss that deep. Oh shit, he's on the ground. Yeah, what oh, happened? What the fuck? And this one you don't have to say. What's gonna happen in yours? Anything? In mine? Yeah. That one I don't know how to predict because... Is there anything special you're wanting or are you just wanting the W? Oh, I have to have the W. I don't want it. I want Nate. I want Nate to have a first win on his record. I I hate to be the person that has to put Nate at 0-1. But I have to because my record is more important to me because it's mine. I have to carry that with me. Yeah. I don't carry Nate's record with me. I have to win this. Yeah. I have no choice. I was told to come in here and do my best to try and come out on top. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Damn. I am sorry, Nate. That means I have to win. Yeah. <laughs> Those are heavy words. It, it's speaking the truth, man. It's it's huge. I cannot wait until April 10th for this fucking event. And I think April is the perfect time to do this event. It's beautiful season. It's start of spring. It's just amazing. I think, I was thinking before that, like a December or a January, but no, we're not doing this in the cold. Especially if we do not have an indoor vendor just yet. Right, I mean, think think about it this way. The cold, much rough on, much more rough on your stamina. Yeah, very. And we're doing this outside. We have no choice. We have to do it outside. We only have our backyard ring. We can't take it anywhere. No. Because it's in the ground. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't know that. The ring's, uh, Nate fucking, bop, bop, with bop. his fist in the ground. Yep. Yes, I'm going up against someone who put metal poles in the ground with a fist. Yeah. Okay, so if I come out with half a face left, y'all know why. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's huge, man. I'm really looking forward to it. I think um, with all these fights, I think, I don't know, I think I'm going to say this, and you obviously might be biased about this, but. I have no bias in my body. What fight is going to steal the show more than anything, including yours? What fight? Damien and Thunder. Yeah. That's going to be a fight tonight? Because those two are the most improved in OMA. I really hope so. All together, Thunder, we know for a fact, the most improved. Very. The most. That's that's what already stole the show, is the fact that this person, Thunder Carroll, started off, everybody saw him, his hands were down, he was throwing real wide and sideways and sometimes just grabbing on so he don't have to get hit. Yeah. And just doing nothing to try and win. Yeah. Because he was just taking his beating, which is amazing that he can take such a beating and has always been able to. But now he's giving the beating back. And he's doing it strategically. It's like he skipped the he skipped the dumb level. Yeah. He never went to the dumb level. He literally waited until he had it in his head perfectly and did it. It's huge, man. It's huge to see how much he's improved. It's huge to see every person. I'm hyping this event so fucking much. This podcast is the journey until fight stories. But we have to let the podcast go now. because We have five to. Minutes left. We got five minutes left, but all I really want to end on is if you guys are a fan of what we do, do not miss this event. I know it's five months in advance right now, but... Mark it on your calendars. 
April 10th. Put reminders in your phones. Mm -hmm. Keep track of our social media. You can find me on Facebook with mm -hmm. Quentin Quack Bennett. I got the whole page lit up just like Thunder did for mm -hmm. Thunder Carroll. Yep. He's got his fighter page. We got the OMA main page. I'm talking to the other fighters about getting their pages up. We will have social media following for you guys to keep up with us. You can guys, you guys can even request us to do a live training session with you yeah, one day. Yeah, any. You, you guys can, we will talk to you. We will be social because you guys are a part of OMA too. Mm -hmm. You guys are what make OMA. OMA is fans by fans because we are fans of the sport and you're fans of us. So it's fans, it's fans for fans by fans. We started off as fans of UFC mm -hmm. and... WWE and all that shit. Bellator, all that. Um, TNA, yeah, stuff like that. All that stuff will show to me. Yeah. and I was like, holy shit, I fucks with this heavy. And it's hooked now. It's everything set, and there's nothing I'd rather be doing with my life than this. And I'm thankful to have the people with me, and 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 you guys are included in that. Every single one of you, we love you. You are a part of our family, and. Damn, just by liking that page, you guys are huge. And I know there's only three minutes left that we can talk. But once again, thank you for listening to this on Anchor or thank you for listening to this on Spotify. And thank you, Spotify, for letting us be on your fucking system. That is so dope. Yeah, right. We're only like very un-PG. Very. But thank you, everybody. All I can say is thank you. And Trust me, stay tuned. Episode 11 will definitely be coming soon. I got to get on the habit of doing this with everybody again. But thank you guys. Have a good night. Awesome.